How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the repost of my live stream. If you guys are new here and don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of knife making tutorials, but on Sunday I also do a live stream. So this is for all you guys that want to listen on your phone or have other stuff to do or just don't want to look at my busted mug. My channel is called Dave Irving Invader Knives. All right, enough about me. Let's get to the clips. How's it going? Welcome to the live stream. Man. <laughs> First, let me start out. I'm using the Sony camera now instead of the action cam I used to use. So I'm complete. I keep forgetting that I can actually put settings on the camera. So I've been sitting here color correcting and putting the ISO up and down and all that. If you don't know about cameras, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But man, it's so nice to be able to sit there and work with the camera and figure it out and then transfer it over to the computer and yeah man all right so let's get this thing started if you're watching the repost make sure to leave comments down below and uh let me know what you think if you have any ideas if you have any questions you know about youtube or about knife making or even cameras i don't know much about cameras i'm fairly new to cameras but you know i can try to help like I said, if you watched any of my other live streams, when I, when I get onto something, I'm like 150% into it. So, Also, if you're new here, I talk about knife making and I talk about YouTube together. It's more of a, what's your passion? So, the stuff I talk about, you can kind of link to everything. Uh, not just knife making, not just YouTube, but any passion. In fact, if you watched any of my last videos or my last live streams, I talk a lot about taking your passion and videotaping it and putting it up just as videos even if you don't want to become a youtuber a professional youtuber or become a job as a youtuber it's good to film your your progression and, and your passion and that way you can see your mistakes and fix your mistakes and you know just see your progress down the line this last week was <laughs> this last week was an interesting week because I was going to call this live stream slow and steady wins the race. But I changed it because, man, a lot of things went wrong. And if you notice, I usually get up two videos a week, but I only got up one this week. Hey, what's up, S SLG Foxy? I thought I had the chat over here, but it's not working. So, what's up, Lust? Bob Reeling? Bootleg Blags? What's up? Glad to see you guys here. Yeah, I'm supposed to have a... Maybe I need to refresh the chat. I hope that don't kill everything. <laughs> so yeah, this last week I only got one video up. And like I said, I was going to call it slow and steady, you know, wins the race because you got to pace yourself and all that. But man, so Monday I woke up and instead of getting into knife making, I started getting into like my music. So I kept being like, oh, I'll just work another hour on this song and then I'll go down in the shop and start filming the video for Wednesday. Well, one song turned into two songs, and a couple hours turned into, like, all day. And I, I got, like, three new songs. Well, I got one song finished, which was the actual intro for last week's so or for Friday's video. And then I started two more songs. So Monday was blown. That was my fault. Tuesday, well, it was all my fault because I didn't check the settings because I use camera phones. And you have to... And I had the wrong settings. So when I went to edit the video on Tuesday, all these files were corrupt. Which means I had to put them through programs. 
I spent five hours trying to get one video out, and after five hours, it came out worse than it was before. So, I was like, man, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? So, I went back to the phone. Luckily, luckily, I don't delete anything off my phone until after my videos are done. Then I delete everything. Because you never know when you're going to need them. So, I finally figured out what I can do is on the phone, I use this program called Filmic Pro. And if, if you shoot with, with an iPhone or a smartphone, look into Filmic Pro because it, it gives you all the settings on a camera on your phone. You can change ISO. You can change white bounce. You can even shoot and log if you pay the extra money. But since my, my phones are older phones that I don't use anymore just for filming, uh, at first, I put it on Filmic Extreme, which is like 100 megabytes 4K. And that's too much for the phones. They freeze up. Yeah. It's definitely. That, see, I could. that's the one thing I try to always talk about, taking accountability. I can blame, oh, man, the camera's messed up or this messed up. But no, I forgot to change the settings. So, you know, because the Extreme, it freezes up. But luckily, I figured out I could downscale it from 4K to 1080p and save them. Which, if you guys watch Friday's video on, on the uh, swooping plunges, the overhead shot from the right, that was all from my phone. Because I've got some new mounts and stuff where I can hover the phone over my grinder. Because of my arm, I've never been able to get that shot with a camera because, you know, my arm blocks holding the knife. So I figured if I shoot above, and man, it was like one of the... So I'm so glad. It took me two days to recover all that footage to get everything edited. And of course, Tuesday night, I'm freaking out. I'm not going to make my Wednesday deadline. And then I remembered, I'm in charge of this. It's my call, you know. Of course, you want to make people happy and, you know, your subscribers and all that are counting on you. But, man, you got to step back and be like, wait. If I hurry this and rush it, it's going to be horrible. So I got to take my time and, and fix it all. And instead of putting it out Wednesday, I put it out Friday. But it was 10 times better that I put it out Friday as a, as a video. Because I actually saved all that footage where you can see straight down on what I'm doing and all that. So that's where I'm like, you know, set your pace. You know, and it goes for knife making too. I, I can't tell you how many knives... When I was starting out, I would get like 90, 95% done and make a mistake. And when you put that much time and that much effort into something, just to ruin it, you want to do everything you can to save it. And the more you try to save it, the worse it becomes. You know, it's like it's sometimes you just have to count your losses and start over and learn from those mistakes and, and not make that mistake, you know, slow down, take your time, whatever happened that you messed that knife up once it was 90 to 95% done, you'll know next time not to do it. Believe me, I had, I, I said this a long time ago, but the guy that got me into knife making and looks at all my knives, he used to be like, man, I'm going to come over and cut that knife in half. You just need to start over on a new knife. Let it go. But, you know, my mind won't let it go. So it's been a hard lesson to learn. You got to just step back sometimes and reevaluate. Learn from your mistakes and start over. Uh, thanks, Bootleg Blake. Yeah, see, uh, that's one thing. It's actually one of my topics about 
being a YouTuber and all that, because you, you get caught up in all these videos that teach you how to be a YouTuber, and, and don't do this, and, and, and don't do this, but you have to do this. And a lot of people are like, oh man, your videos are too long, no one's going to watch them. If, if you make them too long, people lose interest. But I realize that's true, so I do make some short videos. But the videos that I would have wanted to watch, like as a knife maker, like how to make a bevel, how to do bevels correct, those are made for the knife makers. Those aren't made for, you know, all the subscribers. Those are people that are like hardcore knife makers that really want to learn. Because I remember, I remember being on YouTube being like, oh man, why hasn't someone done this video or this video? And then I sit there and, and, and it's like, when I get good enough, those are the videos I'm going to want to make. Now, when I was at like 500 subscribers, People would always say, oh, man, your videos are too long and this and, you know, you need to shorten your videos. And I did. A lot of times the video suffered. So you got to kind of find that balance, especially if you're a YouTuber. You got to find that balance of what you think is the best and what people are going to like the best. Because honestly, with that video, if 500 people watch it that are just entertained by knife making, 450 aren't going to like it. But those 50 hardcore knife makers that are just beginning are going to love it. And they're going to watch it a hundred times. Believe me, I used to watch Ecom Knives and all these guys over and over and over and over and over. Walter Soros, all these guys, Red Path, or Web, Dirty Room Knives, you know, uh, LB Custom. All these guys, I used to watch their stuff over and over and over and over. So I know how it is. It's definitely something you got to get into. I haven't even started sanding. I'm just sitting here ranting again. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm not even going to put the knives up. I'm just going to yell into the camera. <laughs> There's another thing, because I want to talk about doing uh, hormones and all that. I think I've figured a way to do hormones without hand sanding. But honestly, there are no shortcuts. So you don't have to hand sand, but you have to work three times as hard on the grinder and on the buffer. Do you like hand sanding or do you like working on the grinder? Because it's a lot of grinder work. It's a lot of extra work. A lot of extra, you know, you go up, you go up to like five, six hundred grit, and then you have to come back down to 200 grit. Then you polish it. Then you go back up and then you polish it. And then, so it would actually probably save you time hand sanding it. But I love grind lines and I love the look of a blade right off a grinder. So I've been really working on it. I've almost got the real knife makers build done. I can't wait to that's over because man, I've been doing some really awesome stuff with it. All those knives, <laughs> if you guys have been watching me for a while, you know I have like 10 knives that all need handles. Well, I've found handles for all of them. And here's for the one that has the swedge. I'm going to do a carbon fiber bolster on G10 with a black G10 liner. That sure look pretty sweet. I like it. <laughs> but yeah. So I already started on the video for Wednesday. Because I wanted to get ahead since I was behind this week. Now I'm not going to put out three videos. <laughs> Thanks Les. Just keep looking at videos and learning and practice. But see, there's a trap I fell into. Uh, Bob, I, I, I can't see. It's not, I didn't know your name. I can't see. There's a trap you fall into when you watch too many videos. You're only working 10 to 20% of the time and you're watching videos 80% of the time, 80 to 90% of the time. 
Well, some of my first live streams, I talked about this. If you're just learning theory and not putting it into practice, you're not learning anything. Theory is good to start, but if you don't, if you don't put it into practice and you don't sit down and, and put these things into action, you're never going to learn. And that's with any passion. That's with anything on YouTube. You got to take what you see and then go try it. And when you fail at it, you got to try more. And you got to adapt. Like Chip said on one of my, on the last video, he's like, I don't think I'm going to try swooping plunges yet. And, and he said about how I do my uh, plunge lines, how I put them in early and then I bring them back. He's like, as a carpenter, I can't do it that way. I've said this plenty of times. YouTube videos are to give you guidance. They're not to tell you how to do it. They're just to guide you on ways we do it. You know, it's how I found the best way for it to be me. Now, if you could take some of my tips and apply it to how you do it best, don't try to, you know, I've said that for making YouTube videos and anything. Don't copy other people. Just take their ideas and see how you can elaborate on them. Take their inspiration and make it your own. Find ideas and then see what you can come up with that's original for yourself and what works for you the best. And that's for anything. If you sit there and copy other people, you're not doing your work, you're doing their work. And I know, you know, I said this a hundred times with, you know, knives. That's why I don't give out my designs. And if you have to, like when you're making a design or something, yes, you have to sketch it out or trace it out or whatever you have to do. But change it up. If you're drawing a picture that you see in a book, don't draw that exact picture. You know, use different colors, use a different... Take this picture and that picture and put them together. Take anything, any passion you have. Don't do it like someone else. Use four or five different people's ideas and make that idea your own until you can get your own ground. Hey, what's up, Stalking Wolf? Man, it's good to see everyone's in the house. <laughs> now we just need Chip and Aaron and the whole family will be here, right? <laughs> Another thing um, I've been realizing when it comes to YouTube it kind of sucks to say this, but there's a lot of guys, when I started watching them, I didn't like them. Like, Casey Neistat's become my favorite YouTuber, but when I first saw him, I just didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Didn't make any sense to me. When I first started watching Simple Little Life, he was kind of more in that homesteading thing, so uh, it didn't really appeal to me. But the more videos I watched of theirs, and the more the content they put out, the more it drew me in. And that's where, like, your niche comes in and all that stuff. Like knife making. I'm sure there's a lot of people that come to my videos to learn about knife making or how to make knives or something. And maybe my looks off-put them or my tattoos might off-put them. Because I don't have any teeth and I'm all busted up. They're like, oh man, this dude's crazy. There's, you never know why people like you or don't like you. But if you keep putting out content... They have to come back and be like, oh, well, I want to learn this now, or I want to learn this now. And one thing that's funny about personality and people, I learned a long time ago. When you first meet someone, they look completely different than once you get to know them. And the personality changes everything. Like, there's people that look so beautiful and, and like a, a perfect 10 when you meet them. The more you get to know them, you just, like, see the vapidness of them or, or just the insincerity of them and, and just the ugliness of their heart and they just don't look that good anymore so 
People are going to like you or not like you right off the bat. But the more content you put out and the more stuff you put out, the more chances you have to grow on them and win them over if you're sincere. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. So that's the thing. You know, all these guys, it, it, it made me realize that, you know, it's like, man, you know, when I first watched, now Casey's the guy that I talk about the most because I take most inspiration. Now, there's some guys like Peter McKinnon. Man, I was infatuated right off the bat because I wanted to learn about cameras and I wanted to learn about B-roll and all that. And man, he was just so engaging and his personality was just so entertaining. But bam, I was hooked. You never know why people are coming and why people are leaving, which is another topic about YouTube. Sorry to keep going on the YouTube rants, but with like the whole likes and dislikes and comment things, the thing about the internet is we assume intention. Someone might dislike a video that you made. You don't know why they disliked it. They might just saw the color was off and disliked it. Or you might do a bunch of tutorials and then have one vlog video. And they don't like your vlogs. They like your tutorials. So they dislike it. So that's why at the end of my videos, I'm always saying like if you like, dislike if you like. To kind of get a reading of what the masses enjoy and what they don't. And that's why it doesn't offend me. You can't be offended. Or even like comments that you might think are negative. That person might have nothing to do with your video. Nothing to do with anything. And leave a bad comment because his wife yelled at him that morning. Just like I used to, people used to say about going to court. You don't know what happened to that judge today. He might give you a big old fine because his wife didn't feed him breakfast right. So you never know people's intentions especially when you're reading comments or looking on the internet intention is something that can't be dictated by comments they can have every comment can have four or five different meanings so you can't take that stuff to heart now there are some people that just hate and are miserable and they just live to make other people miserable and when you get comments like that it doesn't make me feel bad those are the comments that's like man I wish I could go and just tell that dude, hey man, it's going to be all right. Let's talk it out, you know. What's bothering you? Why do you have so much misery? What needs to be done in your life to make your life better that you're not trying to make everyone else miserable? Because I've been there. I, believe me. There was many years, like I, I've told, in, you know, after my guitarist died and all that, and I quit music for 15 years and quit everything. I blamed everybody. Oh, man, and then I just fell into more depression, and I just was miserable. And I thought everyone else had to be miserable, too. And, and that's just your way of life. You just, you know, the whole saying, it's cliche, but misery loves company. It's everyone else's fault, and everyone's to blame, and everyone else has to feel like you. And it sucks, and it's a hard place to get out of, believe me. The only answer I found is... To work you know my mom used to tell me that all the time go go volunteer somewhere get out of your head you know go help people with real problems you don't have these problems your problem is you're being lazy and, and blaming everyone else and it's true don't assume a tent when you're you know doing these videos or reading these comments or you see all these people disliking and liking and all that stuff you don't know them you don't know why they're doing it <laughs> was that a good rant oh man Got a little carried away there. But that's all right. You know, we're all here. <laughs> Thanks, Les. 
you know, my past was pretty bad, you know, and it's like, if people are like, well, you don't drink, you don't do this, you don't do that, what do you do now? I do YouTube, you know, this is my therapy. I'm helping you guys make knives and do YouTube videos, but this is very therapeutic to me to sit here and, and just ramble and ramble and ramble. And, you know, a lot of you guys seem to like it. <laughs> That's why I tell you guys, you know, find, find what makes you happy. Because blaming everyone else and, and being depressed, that's, that's not in life. That's not in existence. That's just something that's going to make everyone else miserable. And there's enough, there's enough things in this world to make us miserable. We need to find things that make us happy. <laughs> now, if you would ask me this, what, six years ago or five years ago, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I told you you're full of it, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are telling me too. Oh, we don't believe it. You're just making that up. You just want numbers and followers and blah, 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 blah. No, there's only one way to get over depression, and that's work. You know, get your mind out of yourself. And I never believed it. Then you're like, well, how can I get out and work? I, I, I don't feel good. Well, you don't feel good because your body's telling you, hey, I like being miserable. Your body's like, I like being lazy. This is comfortable. Man, comfort's the way to be. Just sit here and do nothing. Let's be comfortable. Then we'll become miserable. Then we can blame everyone else. <laughs> it's a full circle. Oh, man. <laughs> On to another topic. <laughs> Don't want to bum everyone out. One thing I've been learning, you know, I'm always kind of preaching like persistence. It kind of goes with the whole work ethic and thing. Where persistence, persistence pays off. You know, I even said it about last week's video. I persisted and I got that footage and I saved the video and persistence pays off. But there's times when persistence will hurt you too. I have to uh, associate it with the whole Facebook, Instagram thing because that's, that's my biggest... See, I wouldn't call it a failure because there was forces that I, I couldn't deal with, you know. I could have got mad at Facebook and been like, oh, why aren't you following your policy? Because as a knife maker... You're not allowed to advertise with Facebook or Instagram. Anything that has to do with weapons. Even though their policy says if your ad does not lead to the sale of weapons, it's okay. I don't sell my stuff on Instagram, Facebook, any of that. But they don't have real people at Facebook running those things. It's all bots. So if they see the word knife or if they see a picture that even resembles a knife, it's disapproved. And I spent like three months fighting this, fighting Facebook and fighting, oh, making new pages, you know, leaving out the word knife, doing all this stuff. And it was just wasting my time and wasting my money. And people, oh, I can't believe Facebook's doing that. You don't have to be on Facebook. Facebook is there as a, a privilege or something to enjoy. They make the rules. What they want to do and what they don't want to do, you have no say in. And it took me the longest time to figure that out. So I'm being persistent. Man, I'm going to win. I'm going to get my stuff on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to do this and this. Now, being so persistent and being so obsessive, I'm fighting a losing battle. It's their site. It's their thing. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what their policy says. It doesn't matter any of that. If they want to disapprove it, they have the right to. I don't own shares in Facebook. I don't have a say in Facebook or Instagram, any of that. Well, Facebook owns Instagram. 
you have to know the difference of being persistent to get your goal or if you're fighting a battle that's not worth fighting. Because like I said last week, I found Kickster. Kickster, you go on, you put sites you want, or you put, uh, I think it's like 50 bucks a month, you put uh, 10 people in your niche that are influenced. Kickster goes and, and helps find the community and connects you. In fact, on Instagram, I just made over, uh, I went from like 600 followers to over 1,000 now. That's worth, that $49 a month is worth a lot more than spending 100 bucks a month or 200 bucks a month on Facebook. You just have to know how to reassert yourself or, or find a different path. If, if, if you're fighting a battle that's not a battle that should be fought, there's always a way around. Or there's always a better way. Put it that way. Yeah, change is definitely good for the mind. Change is a hard thing. A lot of people don't like change. Me included. I'm stubborn. I, I admit it a lot of times. I'm, I'm set in my ways. And I'll have to step back a lot of times and be like, man, they're right. Admitting you're wrong is the hardest thing in the world. At least for me. I always try to be right. And sometimes I have to step back and be like, you know what? I'm wrong. Like that whole VFD thing, or, or the, the grinder. The VFD, I was right, but my grinder might have been what caused it. So I had to step back and be like, okay, I had part fault in this too. And I didn't want to do it. I could have let everyone think, oh yeah, man, the company. Now the company did handle it wrong, but I could have let everyone think, man, I was completely right. Man, I did everything right, man. Whew. I had to take that licking. Lick my wounds and carry on. <laughs> you know, because it, it's one thing to say, oh, you have to take accountability. You have to be good, blah, blah, blah. But to actually do it, you know, all these things I talk about, it's easy to say, but man, putting into practice sometimes, like the whole fail thing. If you haven't failed, you're not trying hard enough. That's like my new favorite saying. But to actually do it hurts. <laughs> I'm not used to failing. But you don't get ahead unless you do. <laughs> I guess this live stream's all confessions today, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I've got uh, Wednesday's video halfway done. I'm trying to figure out where I should cut it, if I should make it a long video. Because it's mostly just about finding the right handle material for each night. Like this little one, I couldn't find the materials for. And then I figured I had this, uh, this black and white. So it's like, man... That'll go good on that one. Different ones and all that. And I had to get some uh, slow motion shots in there. But it's a completely different slow motion than I'm used to. But it's been fun. <laughs> There's this one little spot right here that's driving me crazy. It's like a crease. That's why you see me just sitting there pounding away on this one spot. <laughs> I guess I need to go down and grit, huh? Ugh. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> you gotta say I put all my smaller grit away. Usually I cut it, but I'm in a hurry, so. <laughs> Oh, the, the, back to the YouTube thing. Uh, last week, I put out two videos. Well, I put out one video in a bad live stream. But I didn't promote them. The first video was just like the heat treating part. Because uh, Casey Neistat's like, editor and good friend uh, Dan Mace asked for people to submit videos made with Adobe Rush. So I took the Saturday's video and I cut out all the heat treating parts and all the fire parts and put them in a little video. Now, if you go after the live stream, if you go look at my homepage, you'll see there's two videos. The one is like the Dan Mace video. It's only got like 100 views. 
And the other one's the first live stream I did with the bad audio. I think that's only got like 50 views. And if you look at every other video, it's got like over a thousand views. That's because I didn't promote them at all. And that's where you have to kind of, if you want to be a YouTuber or anything, or even a knife maker or anything, if you want to start selling your passion and you want to start getting your stuff out there, getting people to see it, if you can't go to these shows or these craft shows or whatever, if you're into photography, into these photo shows, you have to be on social media. You have to promote your stuff. And that's what I'm always talking about, even with Kickstarter or, or Google ads or all that stuff. If people come to your site and you don't have content there, they're going to click away. You have to use social media. Those two videos, I didn't share on any of my sites. I didn't do any promotion or any of that. They only got like 100 views. Every other video, I put them all over Instagram, put them all over Facebook, put them all over Twitter, everything. Get them out there. Now, if, you don't, if you're not into computers and social media stuff, then yes. You need to go. See, I can't leave the house for longer than half an hour because I take care of my mom. All People that have been watching for a long time know that. I can't get out and, and give my business cards to people at these shows and all that. So I have to do it all from my computer. Which, if you have the means to go to do both, then you're twice as far ahead. Because people will actually talk to you in person and communicate with you. And, and word of mouth spreads faster than anything. If you want to get your stuff going, word of mouth beats all. But you have to be careful because if you do something bad, that's going to really hurt your business. It's something you really have to be careful with. If you want to grow your channel, if you want to grow your Instagram, you have to promote stuff on YouTube and, and Twitter and Facebook. But you have to learn how each of these work. In order to grow any business, knife making or whatever, you have to learn the other parts of it. I went on this rant a few weeks ago, you know, when I was talking about Steve Miller and how he talked about don't watch YouTube, but it's true. You know, if you're considering selling any product, any anything that you've been passionate about, photography, writing, you know, if you're a writer or a drawer and you want to sell your, your prints or you want to sell your book, any of that, you have to study other things other than that niche. You have to study how to make yourself better, and all that other stuff. <laughs> that wasn't even one of my topics. I just got on a rant and went for it. <laughs> hey, Chip. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, last week, remember when I had audio problems? Well, there's two live streams. One is like a live stream where you just turn the camera on and you go live, and the other is an event. Well, I forgot that I left the other one public. So that... What you saw at 2 o'clock was how, what I do, I always put it on private, and that way I know if all my camera gear is working with YouTube. But I forgot that, I forgot to turn it back to private, so I didn't mean to do that, so I apologize, guys, if you saw at 2 o'clock. My fault, once again, not checking the settings. <laughs> Good to have you by, Chip. <laughs> One of my big topics which was, you know, for, for the whole set your limits and know your pace. This is a big issue when it comes to, to YouTube. Because, man, trying to do too much too soon and burning out is a huge, huge problem if you're a YouTuber. Now, if you're a hobbyist that just uploads videos and all that, 
you upload whenever you want to. But if you're really being serious and want to grow your channel, you can't upload too much or, or, or you can't try to do too much because you might make it one week. You might make it two weeks. You might even make it a month. But if you're trying to do like a video every day, man, it, it, it's easy to get overwhelmed. I mean, look at look at all the guys that do. Even Casey Neistat doesn't do daily vlogs anymore. I don't know if Charles Trippy does anymore or not. But all these guys that used to do daily vlogs last about a year. And these guys are like professional filmmakers. You know, they know how to edit. They know how to do all this stuff. Make sure you pace yourself. Be honest with yourself. In fact, I would start. I would start at like two, maybe three videos a week. Don't go to you know, every day. That way you can hone your craft in, learn how to edit properly, learn how to shoot properly, and, and you know, know your limits. Just like last week, I missed a, I missed Wednesday. I had to upload a Friday. That's fine. You, you know, you have to realize other things come up. There's problems that come up and things that hurt, that, uh, things that happen that are going to make you miss your mark. But it's not the end of the world. It's definitely not the end of the world. You have the next week to make up for it and the week after that to make up for it and and when you try too much and you try too hard and it doesn't work out that's when you start getting discouraged it's really easy to get discouraged with anything knife making when i was trying to do bevels and i was failing at doing bevels i must have quit 10 15 times and then i'd go upstairs and take a break and whatever and cry about it a little bit and lick my wounds and come back down or Maybe wait till the next morning and, and get back on it. But if you keep pressing, if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing without taking that step back to realizing, man, I'm doing too much. I'm trying to accomplish too much at once. Persistence is good and, and dedication and hard work is good. But when you're starting to hit that point where it's becoming too much and, and, and you're making bad mistakes, like even on that video with the swooping plunges, I had to stop because I was getting tired and I was like, man, I just, I just need to make this one little part look better and better. And in the beginning of the live stream, that's what I was talking about, where you get to 90, 95% done of the knife and all of a sudden you mess it up because you're, you're, you're pushing yourself too far. You're, you're it's like, man, instead of taking that break, stepping back, saying, all right, here's where I usually make the mistakes. Let me go think about it. Let me take a step back. Oh, I got to get this video out tomorrow. Tomorrow it's got to be out. You know, that's what I dealt with Wednesday. I took a step back and said, no, let me have another extra day to make it good. And it, it came out 10 times better. So you got to, you know, burn it out and, and, and just getting discouraged. It all falls on you. And that's the thing about doing these jobs for yourself and working for yourself. When you go to a nine to five job for someone else, they tell you what you need to finish. And, and, and you know, okay, I work, I start my work at this time and I finish at this time. We have to get this much done. Now, there's days where you have to rush and all that, but that's not on you. If something goes wrong, yeah, you messed up this part, but if the whole job fails, it's everyone's fault. When you're working by yourself, when you're editing videos, when you're making knives, it all falls on you, and it can be very overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, Les, but it's good to see you here. If, you, if any of you guys are new here, Les is an old, old guy, old friend from Australia. And he's always talking about, man, I'm going to make the live stream, you know, which is 3 or 4 a.m. I, I wouldn't do it. But he's always there and he always 
comments on the videos and he always watches a video and he's actually became a good friend and there was a couple months there where i didn't see him and i got started getting worried about him and I, i've said this over and over that's that's the best part about being a youtuber is man you get some good loyal friends and meet people and you, you actually get to know them and talk to them and get to know the personalities and stuff so good having you here les <laughs> see if i got any more topics i can rant about I think that's it. I've man, I've had this one topic on here for every live stream. I, I think it goes back like three months, and I said it once, and then I got distracted and and uh, didn't touch on it. And it's uh, uh, narcissism versus being selfish. And every once in a while, I hit around to it because I'm I'm as narcissistic as they come, and. I don't mean to be, but that's just my personality. You know, I, I've there's there's ways to make your weaknesses your strengths. You know, when you accept them and, and you work with them, there's ways to turn things in from being bad to being good. Like narcissistic people are usually pretty bad. You know, they only think about themselves. I like helping other people, so I'm not a hundred percent narcissistic. But usually when I talk or comment, it's always, I'm doing this, or I'm doing that, or this is how I am, or this is, you know, me, 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 me. So I realize I'm a very narcissistic person, but I'm not a selfish person. You know, there's a huge difference. Now the two can be intertwined. You can be both. Figured I get that topic. That topic's been up there. I put If you go back, like I always, I keep these notes up. I have them a list there. If I ever need to, I'll go back and look through them and find topics and stuff like that. But that one, I never get to it. It's been there forever. Narcissism versus being selfish. Because, man, I am definitely a narcissist. <laughs> if I wasn't, I probably wouldn't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, man. Woo! All right. 46 minutes. <laughs> I can feel my voice starting to go, so I think that's about enough ranting for today. Had a pretty good live stream. Everything seemed to go well. I'm so glad I got this camera working right. I just got to keep remember I have settings and I can fit, change it from the uh, camcorder or the action cam or whatever. Alright guys, I think that's about it. Thanks for listening to my rant. I hope it helps some. My main goal of all this is to get some therapy for myself, but hopefully help some of you guys we all have these little issues that we have to go through now and then and problems that we face and things to overcome so this is the place to do it figure it all out so all right guys uh like i say all the time the amazon links for all the tools i use for knife making and all my equipment and all that stuff you know go check out my website you know knives shirts all that stuff i see a couple of you guys buying shirts i really appreciate it Thanks for all the support. Yeah, this channel seems to be growing pretty good. We're on a nice steady pace. So I'm real happy with that. I hope you guys have a great week, man. Let's, let's keep on getting it. And thank you guys, all you regular guys, for coming back and helping me out. And all you new people, I hope you come and stay and comment. And let me know how it's going with your life, you know. Let me know what's going on. We can work it out, hopefully. You know, some problems can't be worked out. I'm not a psychiatrist, but... Sometimes just commenting and getting it off your chest helps. Even if you had a crappy day and you want to yell at me and tell me how much you hate me. That's fine too. 
And if, if it makes you feel better, then hey, do what you gotta do. So, alright guys, let's have a good week. Man, thank you all for coming. And as always, take it easy.